It's the Right Hook Health Checkup with Dr. Kira Kelly. Uh, send us a text with your questions to 53106. If we don't get to them today, we will in um, due course. There must be more smelly armpits in Ireland than I had any idea. What about a patch of underarm skin that's very itchy with a bad smell? Could it be a fungal infection? I took it. I was given tablets for a fungal infection for the toenails. And now now your armpits are smelling. This is a 48-year-old woman. I think, yes, she probably does have a fungal infection, George. Um, those kind of persistent rashes at the groin or the under the armpit or sometimes under the breast or some people, if they have a bit of a belly that hangs down, it can be under the fold of the belly, are generally fungal. And they also can smell kind of bad. People also get them in their belly button sometimes too. But they're very too. hard to get rid they're of. They're very hard to get rid of. As I have testified. Do you have? Yeah, the whole country knows. And um, they are quite hard to get rid of. I would suggest topical creams and doing all that kind of stuff, but it'll be long-term use. Caldocene powder in the armpit too, because the talc helps keep it dry. And she may need the if it's very bad, the tablets again that she had for the toenails, she may need it actually for her armpit as well. It is very likely to be fungal because those kind of chronic persistent rashes at damp skin folds can, tend to be fungal. Can I just say the old caldocene powder is quite good? It is. Uh, against the itch particularly. It is. And, and it also has the benefit of keeping the area dry. The fungus is like the area to be moist. They, they like it to be, right. to be kind of wet for them to live in it happily. So the drier you keep it, the better. They don't like that. That's why it's between the toes and stuff as well. 60-year-old man suddenly getting eczema in the ankles. Well, not suddenly. He's had it for two years. Is that a product of old age, don't it's a. We often talk about problems with skin on the lower legs, George, here in the Right Hook Health Check. And, you know, the reality of it is, is people's circulation is poor in the lower legs very often. People have dry skin conditions in the lower legs very often. I'm slightly concerned that he, he the, using the Dermavate regularly. Dermavate, you know you, my great love of topical steroids. Dermavate is a topical steroid, but it's a relatively strong topical so steroid. So you shouldn't be using it a lot. Yeah, yeah he should be using moisturiser, 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 and very small amounts of topical steroids occasionally. But it's all about maintenance because this gentleman is 60, so he's not going to have an improvement in his the moisture of his skin. He's not going to have an improvement in his circulation necessarily. So what we want from him is, is that he looks after his skin but he doesn't wash with soap there. He uses topical emollients, moisturisers. But but I wouldn't be relying on Dermavate on a regular basis because all the topical steroids have the side effect of thinning your skin over time. Okay. Listen, I have to say, there's a major problem with the population because I didn't realise the next question is some poor Egypt who has a... Sorry, Egypt. Liam, age 49. Don't, the poor fella has a fungal infection in the scalp now. The, the GP said it was a basal cell problem. He used liquid nitrogen. He burnt it off, yeah. Yeah, he burnt it off. Then the source came back. Then he went to a spin spe- skin specialist and took a biopsy. I Listen, if I had a euro for every skin specialist who took a biopsy of my scrotum, I'd be worth a fortune, right? The problem with these skin infections is they are incredibly hard to get rid of. Now, on the scalp, I, I wouldn't be liking that at all. Well, the thing is, we know this guy has had a biopsy, so we know that we know we have a categorical kind of a, a result, don't we? This guy has a fungal scalp infection. You are absolutely right. 
fungal infections, because funguses are, or fungi are very primitive organisms, they're quite hard to kill. They're like cockroaches. Do you know what I mean? They, they survive anything. So you have to be really consistent and you have to be very persistent. So you have to use the treatments on a regular basis, but long term. But all the while now, this fella was, Liam, photodynamic therapy. This would be a thorough treatment of the scalp uh, and treat any cancer cells. But we do, he doesn't have cancer. Well, as far as we know, he doesn't because because he's. Well, what's been, photodynamic therapy? Taking pictures here, scalp just doesn't hack it for it's me. Light therapy, light. Oh, it's not photo. Fo- <laughs> yes, but light I, therapy, as in like infrared or something, like UV usually oh, or things like that. But yeah, they, they do yeah. those types, of, but it's the same idea, George. I see yeah. where you're going with this. Um, there's an argument here for him just leaving his scalp alone unless it's driving him nuts. Do you know what I mean? Because if he has, like, it's hard to know what he should do because he sounds to me like he's been persecuted with a fungal infection yeah. and he's had multiple treatments and gotten nowhere. Now he's having sores and everything. Well, that depends whether he has hair or not. It, it does, like, actually. Because if you don't have hair, it 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 cosmetically isn't very attractive. Whereas if, if it's gone under your hair, it's not public as well. I agree with you. And if he doesn't have hair, what I would suggest, now it's just as for any man out there who's lost his hair or is going to lose his hair, you're really vulnerable the top of your scalp when you have no hair because the sun beats down at all the time. And people as, get, uh, as I discover every time I play golf. But it's true, isn't it? And, and, yeah. you, get, and you get sunburn very easily. You get skin yeah. cancers easily. You get solar keratosis. You get dry, flaky scalp yeah. conditions. All of that. Will you ever slap on Factor 50 on the top of your head, yes. lads, and wear a hat? Or wear a toupee. A toupee? There'll be hell to pay. <laughs> Oh, Liam, I'm sorry, but like, seriously, this fungal thing is, since we started, I think it's my... Are we spreading the funguses? I was are just we? about to say, is my scrotum sort of transmitting itself to the Irish Do we have a population? role in this? Because yeah. they seem to be expanding. But, but the other problem, another 30-year-old fella, more drenching sweats at night. Now, Kira, you can't say... Uh, this is because he has a heavy duvet. No, Come on, you no, got to get a better okay, answer. Okay, than well, heavy well, you see, my, my my difficulty with the, with with telling you drenching sweats. Yeah. This poor fellow night says. sweats. There is a list of things that can cause night sweats, and and the menopause. Menopause is one but of them, but he, but he doesn't have that clearly. Right. But there are other things, and some of them are nasty. And I don't like to put out the nasty ones on the air. So there are nasty things that cause drenching night sweats. I would suggest you go to your doctor and have a series of tests done. Just but make... he, hold a while, his B twelve was low, so then he got B twelve injections. The sweats went away, but now they're back again. Yes, and, he and his B twelve was level. Is was normal. normal. Um, I still think this this guy should go back to the doctor because he shouldn't be having the drenching night sweats. Now, they can be caused by anxiety too. You can have night sweats from pure anxiety. But is there not a drenching night sweat specialist? No, but there are doctors who know what to do with drenching night sweats. And there there can be chronic infections. I'd say your average GP hasn't got a clue. <laughs> I'd say they do. But there can be chronic infections that cause drenching night sweats. There can be blood disorders that cause drenching night sweats. There can be anxiety disorders that cause drenching night sweats. So there's all sorts of, I there's a big gamut yeah. of things that all can right. cause this. He needs to be looked, it but looked I, into. I must say, like, if you dismiss the heavy duvet, Right, okay, which well, I think just, we can dismiss. Park that, yeah. Right, your state of mind, I think, has a lot to do with sweating at night. The only time I've think. ever, ever had night sweats was when I was an intern and I was working in the Matter Hospital, and I used to yeah. sometimes lie down. You wouldn't lie down very long because you, you didn't yeah. have any time to sleep, but you might lie down for forty minutes. 
but you'd be drenched in sweat because you were so terrified you'd get called to something you oh, didn't yeah, even know yeah. what you were doing because yeah. this is the early yeah. days. The first drenching sweat I ever I don't want to know. Yeah, okay. Stop talking. I better not go there. Stop okay. talking. Mine is more innocent <laughs> than yours. <laughs> but our generation was so innocent. When we ever did anything related to a bed, we used to get a sweat. It was the, that was the anxiety as well. That was the anxiety. Uh, oh, yeah, Georgie, well, how did you deal with your gout? It's extraordinary, uh, the number of gout sufferers. Yeah, yeah, huge. Now, the key thing is really you must get your uric, uh, acid. uric acid level down for yes, which you take... Allopurinol. And you probably take it. I'm taking it forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's not I, the I, end of the world. I, but I have taken it every day. But this person has asked us, is there something that they should be eating or not no. eating? What? Like, look, gout, I'm fed up with people telling me, oh, you have a great lifestyle. You must be drinking bottles ah, yeah, of no, wine. That's Henry VIII, all that stuff. No. Yeah, no. But a couple of things that you can do. Orange juice, funny enough. Now, those kind of juices can have a, can bring it on. There, there's all sorts of things that can bring it on. But what you should be doing just in general, because he has asked us about lifestyle. Now, I agree with you, you need to use probably the allopurinol. But having a normal weight is positive, has a positive effect on, on gout. Staying well hydrated, drinking lots of water has a positive Ingrid effect on gout. Ingrid says this water thing, but I don't agree with water. I think water I was invented for I don't grass. I agree not with for water. Humans. Water was invented for grass. How can you not, not agree with water? I don't drink it. <laughs> No wonder you have gout. <laughs> anyway, the other thing is then, if he has gout, he must take. Yes, but 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 there are certain fishes, there are certain, you know, like uh, people yeah. who eat liver and kidney Forget and sweet breads and all that. Forget the well, life Well, changes. no, we do like to give people the options that they, you know, they can. Yeah. Uh, cherries are supposed to have a beneficial effect. Black cherries, black cherries. Yeah, they're supposed to have a beneficial effect. Correct. Some, like a high fruit and veg diet has a beneficial effect, all that kind of stuff. So there are things you can do for your lifestyle. The man has asked us, George, we should at least give well, him a I'm chance. Well, I'm telling him, he takes Alipurinol, gets his uric acid level down. Then if he has an attack... Well, you take steroids, but that's because of the medication that you're on. Other people would take high levels of anti-inflammatory medication, so they would. Take yeah, a but high don't dose. be going for neurofen or something. No, that's no, 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 good. no. We would use a higher dose. We would use something like arcoxia in a high dose for a week. Yeah. So it's a big, right. strong horse's dose of anti-inflammatories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But by and large, get his uric acid level down. Yeah. I haven't had an attack in I don't know how long. Yeah, you're doing good because I'm getting the uric acid yeah. down. But you've also lost weight. Yeah. Let's not go into that. Oh, I'm getting fantastic reaction. They all want my diet. The George Hook Catholic Lent diet. Excellent. If you send me an email to george at newstalk.com, I'll send you the diet. But I have to tell you, it does include the Stations of the Cross, yeah, yeah. Decades of the Rosary, yeah. and a piece of Mary Magdalene's hair. Yeah, it's all good. It's all it's all <laughs> yeah. science-based. Right, it's the Right Hook Health Checkup with Dr. Kira Kelly. Send your questions to 53106 and we'll get him. What does this fella at 33, since he was a teenager, black around the eyes? It's quite interesting. There are a couple of people who, ha- who have skin coloration around their eyes that is just to do with being sallow or what have you, and they kind yeah. of look like these dark smudges. But the vast majority of Irish people who have dark rings around the eyes are not because they're sallow, because we're not a sallow race. It's because they have poorly controlled asthma. The atopic person, the person who has asthma, hay fever, eggs yeah. and all that stuff, they often have kind of bluey black smudges yeah, under the eyes. I used to be worried eyes. about that I was when, because I nobody has stood up 
by by more women than me, right? Nobody. I hold the world record for being stood up by women. And I had all these different reasons like B.O. and bad breath and all that. The other thing was I used to have purple patches under my eyes and I thought that was the reason. Were you chesty when you were young, George? Chesty as in having a bad cough. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Wherever your head just went. The look that just came over your face hook is very funny. No, no, no. no you didn't no. have a bad cough? No. 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 <laughs> But I was I thought the purple under my eyes was the reason I was getting stood up. You don't have up. that now though. No. Um I'd be interested to know and maybe this reader this listener But what do you tell them to do? Well if he has poorly controlled asthma we treat his asthma and then miraculously the color under his eyes changes. Well that's an interesting thought. What about the poor fellow's on the night shift? And he's coming home at six in the morning and suddenly he has to pull the car into the side of the road because he's gagging and feeling, feeling nauseous and all that sort of stuff. This is a very interesting question. Shift work is very hard on the body for a variety yeah. of reasons. A couple of things could be happening to this poor fellow here. He could actually just be exhausted because he's not getting enough sleep because he's up till six and he's not catching up on his sleep. He could be that his blood pressure is low because your blood pressure naturally falls sometimes for most people overnight, but yet he's still working when his blood pressure is falling and that can make you feel sick. He could be starving for all we know because if he's having his dinner still at six o'clock in the evening oh, yeah. and he's now up yeah, for another very, 12 hours, that's very the man sensible could advice. be starving and feeling weak and sick from that reason. I would guess that this is not a pathological condition. This is not a disease condition. This is a physiological condition. Right. This is his body rejecting the way he's living. But what about the spots on his legs? And then he says uh, they have white stuff in them. You probably know, George. How would I know about the white stuff in his spots? It's, it's always yellow and green with me. It's never white. I think it's because you sound like you're such an expert on these things. <laughs> well, what about these spots? Well, I think that he probably has a bit of folliculitis in his legs because of the hair follicles. I would suggest just washing your legs <laughs> and using rough, what are you laughing at face cloth to make sure you've no dead skin oh you cells. mean the white stuff whereas it's always orange and green with me I'm just thinking of the conversations we have on this programme it's just too what about Mary and Golly Galway she has polymyalgia Anything else other than steroids? Is that all she can well, do? Well, during an acute attack, very little other than steroids takes the pain away. And, and and that's really hard for people because one is the pain is severe. They'd be crying. Yeah, polymyalgia is very painful and people be crying with the pain. I had a woman on to me today in the surgery and she was crying with pain about her polymyalgia. And for that, we do use steroids and we have to taper the dose. But Ingrid is very anti-steroids. Well, she's right because steroids are quite toxic and the side effects are quite bad. But there's a balancing act, George, between leaving somebody in excruciating pain, crying, or actually All using right, steroids. So Mary and Galway, stick with the steroids. She probably should see one of your favourite people, George, a rheumatologist, to see does she have options around other disease-modifying medications that do exist yeah. and that may be of There's benefit. There's a fellow up in the matter, great scrum half, as right. it happened, right? Yeah. From Galway, played for Connacht. Excellent. But a fellow called Conor McCarthy. He's oh, a yeah, rheumatologist yeah, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. matter. He's very good. Now, if I was Mary, I'd drive all the way from Galway to Conor McCarthy. I would suggest that there are probably very good rheumatologists over in Galway too. Actually, but he played scrum half for Connacht. That must be a plus. Well, I wouldn't knock it. But um, Ronan Kavna is, is a rheumatologist over in Galway who's superb. All right. There are others. Now, this next question we're not messing about. With. Okay. We're deadly serious. Okay. Because I'm worried about it. My 16-year-old daughter is severely depressed. I've always had a gut feeling she was perhaps on the autism spectrum. 
The GP says she's not bad enough to be diagnosed. Mary Mayo is what he's saying. Like, this is another GP now. Like, come on. I know, it's, I, I, if I, mother comes in no, I'm, and I'm says, in I'm worried, no, I'm a, go in, somewhere else, Yeah, Mary. No, I am in agreement with you because I actually don't really subscribe to the notion as well that she's not bad enough to be diagnosed. I think clearly, if you have a girl who's query on the autistic spectrum, who according to her mum, and I'm sure her mum knows, is severely depressed. She needs to, a very minimal thing, she needs to be assessed. She needs to be sent to her local um, child and adolescent mental health service. So so there are there, there's mental health services for, for young people that's a bit different than the mental health services Correct. For, for adults. So she needs to be sent to, in Dublin a lot of them are, are the Lucina Clinic, and I'm not sure what they are over in Mayo, they may be the Lucina Clinic as well. But the HSE has services, and this girl should be plugged in because this isn't right. There's something going on here. That's and I also right. saw that question and went, if I ever hear of a teenager who's severely depressed, a warning bell goes off yeah. in my head. I don't like it. And I don't think it's enough to say, ah, she's not bad enough. If she says she's bad enough and her mum says she's bad enough, she's, she's bad, bad enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, George. Oh, thank you. I'm 16 weeks pregnant, not me. No, uh, clearly. The, the listener. Uh, so, and want to get fitted for a bra at the weekend. First of all, I got two different measurements in two different shops. Then, but other than that, I was told no underwear bras. I've heard of underwear bras being a problem in pregnancy. What do you recommend? I'm not an expert. I'm an expert at taking them off, but not putting them on. Um, okay. What's the underwear bra stuff? Sometimes, well, if you know how an underwear bra, George, works, is, is there's a, no, a, a, a U-shaped piece of metal that sits under someone's boob and then it kind of hoiks the boob up in, in the sling that is the bra. And that's how it works. But if you have... If you're pregnant, what happens is your breasts are changing. They're growing for a yeah. start, but they're also becoming milk productive. OK, so the yeah. glands are becoming developed yeah. and you don't necessarily want an underwire in case you um, press on a, on, on a gland yeah. and you block a duct or something. So yeah. that's why they say no. Although I do know of women who have worn underwire bras in pregnancy with no difficulty. But, but uh, hold on a while, like, there's a real man talking here, so yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. to get rollicking from the PC brigade. But, like, she's pregnant, okay? Her body is changing. Yeah, yeah. She's going to get bigger. Yeah, is all she, of that. Why not get a nice, simple kind of bra and don't be worrying about wires and... Everything. I hear what you're know I don't, what I mean? Actually, I think you're not being on PC. I think you're being quite uh, kind and saying, listen, love, don't worry about it. Just get any old bra, provided that it, it does the job. Yeah. Um, yes. And do you know what? The thing is, this is 16 weeks is early pregnancy. Her boobs probably aren't that big yet, but she's probably being measured for the sort of for the future, if you like, and, and that kind of thing. Mostly in maternity bras, what people wear is pretty much the same size as they always wore. But it's much bigger. So you tell yeah. them what size you usually are and they give you that version, but, but it's a pregnancy. But I, I had a fantastic woman in Kickstart Your Business. Yeah. And she has bras for people who ha have mastectomy, yeah, is that what you call it? Yeah. And, and uh, Thea, it's uh, Thea, it's T-A-G-Y-A, healthcare. Yeah. Thea is a Hindu goddess with big boobs. Okay. And, but, like, I would have thought pregnancy, but, like, women been getting pregnant since Nero's missus. So why are there not just pregnancy bras readily Well, there available? actually are. And I have to say, I've had four pregnancies and I don't think I ever got fitted for a bra once. I think I just bought whatever was in the yeah. box in Mother well, Care I mean, or, or Marks and Spencer's. I had three children there, and I never bought a bra. There's also, there's also you can buy bras online, if you, uh, maternity yeah. bras online. If you go into somewhere like Fig Leaves, which is, which, and we're not, we don't work for them, but they're a big, big, 
lingerie yeah. site. They'll have a whole range of these things. That's right. And Keep you, it usually they say use yeah. the same size as you had when you weren't pregnant, but it'll be bigger than you expect because All you'll right. need it to be. Okay. Will you come back next week? You're great crack. <laughs> I'll do my best. All right, Dr. Kira Kelly with the right hook health checkup. If you've got any questions, 53106. If you want the hook, Catholic diet, uh, write to me at george at newstalk.com. Uh, but it's tough. Saying the stations every day is tough. Yeah. But uh, the weight falls off. <laughs> Did you know that? It's from all that self-flagellation. We, and, and we might do that. I might write an article for The Lancet or yeah. the British Medical Journal. Or the Irish Catholic. Or the Irish Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry Kelly, back next week.